This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to build your own personal website, online store, or portfolio. You can go to squarespace.com and use the promo code THUMBS for 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace. It's really good. Farts. Bubble farts. 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 Whatever. It is January 21st, 2015. This is Idle Thumbs 194. I'm Sean Vanneman. I'm Jake Rodkin. And I'm Danielle Riendo. And Chris Ramo is on assignment at the Microsoft Keynote. Chris is not at the Microsoft <laughs> Keynote. <laughs> what? <laughs> it is quite a keynote. Microsoft Keynote just wrapped up. I don't. It was like five hours long. They've got like a hollow visor. <laughs> that was the cool part. It was like three hours of boring, boring, and then... Then holographs. So you paid attention. Jake paid some attention probably on Twitter. I know nothing. I read like the assessment article, but I didn't watch the stream. Okay. Um, the most notable thing to me was that when Phil Spencer was up, he had a t-shirt that had the Battletoads logo on it. Yes. Which- <gasps> yes, he did. So there's that. I mean, the- Microsoft apparently also registered re-upped the Battletoads trademark for the first time since they acquired Rare uh, in November. So Battletoads for the X-Bone. Odds the of, signs are there. What are the odds of that game being good? <sighs> 10 okay. to 1? But think about this. <laughs> I'll but think about it. Uh, no, Is anybody pretty- still at Rare who worked on the original Battletoad? That's the- I bet there's a guy. I bet there's one Somebody, person. Yeah. Well, um, Ken Lobb is still at Microsoft, and he worked on GoldenEye. That's true. But, but that's still know. like that's still a, like a generation and a half up from Battletoads, which oh, like, yeah, Battletoads yeah, yeah. straddled the 816-bit divide because mm. that was like nes and genesis it was like 91 or 92 yeah. it was like right on the cusp yeah but <laughs> anyway man battletoads i get whatever i don't know does battletoads hold up i've played i think i played a rom of it maybe four or five years ago and it's just really hard yeah i just yeah. remember battletoad being it, brutal it just it looked better than a lot of other games the soundtrack was really good and it was really hard but like all the games then were hard like contra was fucking hard games were hard it's Who well knows? designed. I mean, it 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 holds up in terms of that. Yeah, but it's all that I remember is that you could turn into like a clay wrecking ball lump and fall down a tube. <laughs> it was a big deal though, because like in the like the the Dra- double dragon series, double double dragon two and Battletoads were like of the same era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were both eight bit NES but games, and Battle- it looked completely it looked different. Well, yeah, yeah, Battletoads was like taking that that sort of uh, combaty double dragon thing, but then putting a Ninja Turtle skin on it. I mean, yeah. not literally Ninja Turtles, but anyway. So the new Windows is going to ship with a copy of Battletoads? Probably. I Battletoads wish. is replacing Solitaire. <laughs> Internet Explorer is being replaced with Project Spartan, apparently. Some new oh web God. browser. Solitaire is being replaced with Battletoads. Minesweeper also uh, replaced. Minesweeper is replaced with Solitaire. It's a little sort of switcheroo. <laughs> and, the, and, their, <laughs> and their Siri counterpart is named Cortana. That's I do know about that. <laughs> that's been around, yeah. But so they It's like they ship the phone with they, Cortana. They announced, oh, right. what's, it called? what's it called? It's called... Everything was a Halo name. Like yeah. every, Why do they everything. think that's good? I don't know. The game space is called Xbox. It's weird. <sighs> maybe... Man, okay, so maybe Battletoads is not going to be a game, but it's going to be their new... Um, <laughs> like, their new naming strategy. Like, when the HoloLens is there, like... <laughs> they announced an AR headset, where it's like, okay. it's a big, fat thing. It looks like an Oculus, but you can see through it, like you can with, like, the Cast AR or something. Gotcha. And, like, the video shows, like... A woman working on a design for a motorcycle, then she gets up and the prototype is there, but then, like, the, the glasses, because she has glasses on, wipe her latest 3D model over the top, and then, like, a guy's got his living room table and his whole Minecraft city's there, and someone's answering the phone in the bathroom. It's like, it's like... <laughs> you can do that now. <laughs> the guy on the wall and his, me- his text message shows up and stuff. Oh, man, um, that's my place. Yeah. I don't need... 
You can keep AR out of Bathroom the Bathroom tech. But maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe that thing is going to be like Battletoads branded and the models are going to be like the rash, pimple, and zit. Yes. Those, <laughs> those I think, are the three names of the Battletoads. Glad you knew that. <laughs> I think. Man, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Ninja Turtles. Named after classical artists. Yeah. Battletoads named after things Teen you get acne. rid of. Yeah, with Gross adolescent <laughs> afflictions. Yes. <laughs> Puberty got thrown out last minute. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pimples it and scabies. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> are back. Hives. Hives, Hives are back. Hives their boss. The Hives oh. reboot. Oh. Um, so that's it. I mean, does it... T- can somebody just give me like the overview of what Windows 10 is? Is it just Windows? It's... The whole thing with Windows 10, I think, is that they're actually trying to unify tablet, PC, and Windows, but you can build universal apps that actually run in all the different places and stuff. Okay. But it kind of looks like some of the stuff from Windows 8, but Ooh. stepped back a little way. No metro? Like, like you click the start menu, and the start menu has some metro themed stuff, and you can scale it up to full screen or scale it down, and it just is the start menu, but with some recent apps in a block. I don't know. It looks like Windows. Because it feels like iOS tried to do that with their like launch pad that brings up all the apps that makes it look like an iOS thing, but like nobody uses that shit. That's just kind of there if you're it's like the, a grandparent who only knows what an iPhone is. I it feel also like. feels there because it's like, it's like they're ideologically, ideologically trying to codify the looks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, let's include launch pad. So we can do knows? a slow oh, five-year crossfade. The other thing, um, because this is what everyone does, is uh, if you have an Xbox One in your house, you can stream it to your PC, yeah, which okay. is – that's such a strange backwards way to do it. But I guess with Microsoft, <laughs> that's their games platform. Well, it makes more sense. Yeah, right? Because yeah. like yeah, – Yeah, no, it's, yeah it makes sense. Got, so if you've got a PC in your room and you're a kid – and your parents are using the living room, you can just stream your Xbox into your room. And I think... And you don't nearly need to have, in the same way, going back the other way. You d- yeah. That box doesn't need to be very sophisticated. So I guess sort of Games for Windows Live is fully gone, and what it's replaced with is an Xbox app, which has all of your social stuff, it has your friends network, and your achievements and all that stuff, and the ability to just load your Xbox game, like your Xbox console, over a stream into that window. And that's sort of the Xbox social experience in Windows 10, I guess. Michael? Seems fine. Seems yeah, like, I mean... Whatever. It's so. It's the funny thing is, is like I'm so far away from being a Windows family at home. Can you stream your Xbox, then be playing a game, then snap the hockey game into the corner? Whoa! I imagine the answer is yes, and that would be stupid. <laughs> Can you spy on your living room with the Connect if it's plugged? Yeah, I was, was going to say, where's the Connect yeah. in this equation? <laughs> I was trying to figure God, out. your dad's like Xbox, turn off, <laughs> Dad. No. <laughs> My blobs. <laughs> My blobs. <laughs> I hate that stuff. I haven't turned on my Xbox One since Titanfall. So since March of last year. I spent 20 minutes trying to remember how to turn on a PlayStation 4 yesterday. (laughs) Because you're a dad, apparently. I I swear to God. I use my PS4 often. Yeah, I pretty much only use my PC. Yesterday, I plugged in the PS4, made sure it was plugged in three or four times hit the power button on the controller or the ps button on the controller nothing like picked up the playstation 4 like turned it on its side turned it over heard it beep a couple times and then it didn't turn on and i went like okay this is fuck like the gpu is on like it's just something is wrong unset or like is unseated oh no and then stood like i am ollie ollie how do you turn on the playstation 4 (laughs) and then i just like Ended up Googling how to turn on PlayStation 4 and found a 25-second YouTube of a guy gently touching the front and then giving a thumbs up to the camera. <laughs> you type that and suddenly, like, you had a Hotmail account and, like, your computer was just full of adware. You were using Internet Explorer. Yeah, I had, I had three ad bars your on VCR my... Your VCR was blinking 12. Like, just crazy stuff started happening all over the house. Yeah, it was very strange. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, started t- I started using all... I started using text acronyms but completely inaccurately like ollie's mom lol you know lots of love lots of love lots of love <laughs> <laughs> you're tagging, sorry, you're tagging you grandmaster a, flash instead of I'm grandma sorry, it's a bad day lol <laughs> you've seen that right the, yeah the best yeah. thing yeah. um your grandma but, um, died lol i ended up playing grandmaster um, flash died lots of love <laughs> i played three playstation 4 games whoa recently nothing that the only one i'll really talk about well i'll say what they were i finally played pt um, cause I hadn't played it. I'd only watch people play it. And then, um, 
I wanted to see what The Last of Us Remastered was like, so I checked that out. Um, I'm gonna play the I haven't played the DLC yet mm. still, so I think I'm gonna talk play that because I really am excited for that. Actually, yeah, you played it right? Worth your time. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the best. Did you talk about it here? I don't know if I did because oh. I played it before I was a official cast member. Oh well, let me <laughs> official cast member. What is this? The park? <laughs> <laughs> um, if I had my credentials, yeah. Uh, I'll play it and we'll talk, talk about it. But I ended yeah. up downloading and playing Super Mega Baseball finally. Oh, and it's super good. I've heard good things. Super well, the Megan. thing is, it's uh, it's if so, you, I, I grew up in the era of like Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball and the Super NES, which was my game of games when I was a kid. You just build your like your little league team, and then you try to win a championship. And it is, you know, incredibly cartoony. Sort of looks like uh, it's not dissimilar to like a Nintendo Wii situation. Like Xbox avatar types? Yeah, yeah, except the more pushed even further. Like okay. huge heads and like bats very, that are oh, like, like a, yeah. yeah, the size of like as big around as basketballs. Um, but on top of all that, that style is a really, really, really deep game. Like an incredibly deep game where you're like managing the runners and can choose between like eight different pitches and each pitch has a regular type and a power, power type. And it's really hard to like throw a good pitch and you're stealing bases and like doing all the deep things you do in baseball, like getting in pinch runners and like holding your runners. If there's a pot, you know, all these, all this sort of stuff. Um, and players have, they all have energy and they all have an ego meter or ego that like goes up and down depending on their performance. Like if you like miss a catch, like they get down in the dumps and then they're like, you know, you got to like worry about them. them kind of. Yeah. yeah. So it's this really, 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 really deep simulation built on top of what it would be the equivalent of like King, like Wayne Gretzky 3D hockey, you know, like a <laughs> brand, a brandless, yeah. you know, sports game from can the they juice? 90s. No juicing can- as, as far as oh, I can no. tell. But there is like 50 years. I don't know. There must be over 50 like unlockable power ups that you can apply to your team across whatever. And you can run a really deep season. I went through and renamed every single person on my team and reskinned every single person on my team. Whoa. I'm the sir Not just your starting lineup, but your whole the whole, whole team. team. The oh, whole wow. team. Yeah. Uh, it is not PSN. Can you safe. bring people up from the farm <laughs> leagues? Unclear. I don't okay. think that exists in this game. That seems like it would be gratuitous. But... Yeah. But it is a really deep baseball game. Maybe if one game. of your guys dies, you can bring someone up. If they die Whoa. on the on the field, it's on like the X-com. pitch. <laughs> yeah, he gets if his ego by. gets completely zeroed out yeah. he dies just, somebody else comes up he, he, like a pikmin just, <laughs> yeah. uh i'm like it's I, I don't know do you guys have this feeling where you sit down with the game that i think this is a byproduct of a couple things one is games like a modern triple a action game where you just go forward and over 24 hours of gameplay or whatever, it'll get incredibly deep because you'll be like crafting like in last of us Mm -hmm. or something like that. And you'll like learn like you, they layer in the depth so slowly that the game feels really approachable, just really boring, you know, or you play an iOS game or a small like itchy or whatever, where the concept of a tutorial is ridiculous because you would have put the game down already. So, it feels like 90% of my game digestion isn't Dota or Counter-Strike is one, this thing, something that's either teaching me very, very slowly over a long period of time and boring me. Or doesn't need to teach you Or anything. doesn't need to teach me because it's not yeah. very deep. But then I boot up a game that's much more like something from 15 years ago, mm-hmm. 20 years ago even, where it just says, here's everything. And every time, like every tw- 10 seconds, it's like, how the fuck do I do that? How do I do that? How do I do that? How do I do that? It's more of a like a deeper PC simulation. You know, I don't really play a lot of PC sims, so I guess that's where I would find this sort of thing. But I was just so out of practice of learning all that shit quickly. You know, even just navigating menus. It's like, oh no, I keep, I haven't done this yet. Okay, I keep backing out before saving my guy's last name. Stuff like that, you know. Um, I'm so out of practice, out of of how to learn to play a sim. You know what I mean? Because, and I feel like, because the way games are going, it's teaching you, like, most modern successful games are teaching you to not have to think about that stuff, sure. you know? It's very, I was very overwhelmed. 
but I'll keep playing it. So I, you, I like you didn't get an, into it enough yet that you're that you're feeling fluid. I mean, I can play the game pretty well. Like I played a couple, I played a couple of games, but I didn't feel like I was like playing well. I didn't Sorry, feel like I was to, using like, time your pitches and your hits like you do in Ken Griffey. Or yeah, something? yeah, okay. yeah. Except it's actually more complex because there's power hits versus regular hits, and then there's like eight different types of, and you can bunt. So like I wasn't able to use because I'm not proficient enough with all the different because you have to use every button like sure both bumpers everything um I wasn't to a point where I was using my baseball knowledge that I just have from being a baseball fan well because I didn't understand like I'm like oh I need to move that runner but I'm too busy trying to focus on how to hit this stupid ball with this meter sort sure. of thing. But I think the meter, I think all that stuff is actually pretty decent. It's more of a targeting system as opposed to like a golf swing. Thing. Do you throw different pitches by just mashing different parts of the controller? Down? No, you pick them with a, I know. With a what? <laughs> like <laughs> you could do that with a, maybe in Ken Griffey Jr. It was like, it's different like combinations you mash the bumpers and face buttons is like different oh you mean like grips? holding on like yeah. a grip like yeah. four finger fastballs yeah. you hold left trigger you right yeah. swing your the the yeah, accelerometer in your controller yeah yeah <laughs> it's true i use if all the power as the six axis yeah the dual shock use all six axes all of them all of them at once who made this game metalhead is the name of the developer metalhead yeah it's a good game it is a well-made game like you polygon gave it a nine Oh yes, yeah. I, that's where I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It oh, yes. Really oh yes. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. That outlet that I write for. I really like baseball, and I'm really interested in this game. But I have not ever played in my life a baseball video game. So then you, you should just play this come one. over. You have no expectations for what a baseball game is. Play this one, and then anything else will be a baby game. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> just you can just play MLB now. the Show and just win 162 games in a season. Um, <laughs> You're like, I press easy. X to swing the bell. Okay. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I've never played the show, but I hear those are good as well. Yeah. Um, I like I, I see footage of the show at baseball games. Oh, oh that yes. will be the show. Oh yeah, because yeah. PlayStation's like a big, uh, giant sponsor. Yeah, they yeah. always just show clips of that in between innings. Yeah. Um, you should come over and play it. I have to warn you that I named every single person on my team after genitalia. So, oh, that's fine. I'm sorry. That's probably what I would do too. I'm sorry. Yes, that <laughs> there is a guy right. whose last name is Scrotumus. <laughs> well, what's his first know. name? Like Pete. Okay. Good. They, a lot of them have regular first names. Pete Scrotumus. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, you gotta have one guy with just a regular name. There's a guy who I forgot to because you go Jared around, Johnson. you go like you go like clockwise around the locker room to mm-hmm. to like interact with all your guys and rename them and customize them. And I think there was a guy at like just one to the left of the last person who didn't get named. Whose name is? He was called like Bill Johnson. No, secretly genitalia. Bill Johnson. But this, you know what this game? Um, <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Bill Johnson. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. I was gonna make an alien isolation joke that he was in the locker, but uh, I didn't. But I did because I just did. Came back Sorry. to it though. Sorry. <laughs> scraped it off Sorry. the ground and said, "No, I, I would you totally this. do that too." <laughs> I can just picture you just sort of sitting there with like a schoolboy gleeful face just being like scrotimus. <laughs> <laughs> I got scrotimus. I got I, both genders genitalia, by the way. Oh, I, got every, I got everybody. I equal just, opportunity. Yeah. And I have equal maybe. male and female uh, batters. I mean, baseball. Oh, that's awesome. What's, I didn't realize that. So the gender, the, this is actually really cool. There's no concept of gender in the game. That's cool. But it's because there's three body types that don't have boobs. And there's okay. three body types that do have boobs, boobs, and then you are not limited of any of the other like RPG character mechanic stuff on based on body type. So you can That's have really you can take great. the curvy, busty girl, and then put any head on her, and then a beard or whatever. Like it's just no concept of feature and ge- like of physical That's feature great. and gender. Yeah. Um, and like they have all the body types are like. They go from like the the super fit like completely inverted triangle down to like like dude yeah. to just sort of like regular dude to like like beer belly guy and then the exact same thing like curvy woman up to like like belly and boobs <laughs> like it's sure. just sort of like yeah, it's yeah. like it was interesting because my brain had to like snap out of this it's like no I picked the woman like why are they letting me put like why all the, these faces have beards. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was like, "Oh no, there's no concept right? of so body type." Actually, just parts that you can make a person. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's like great. Mr. Potato Head. That's yeah. really great. It's like the Saints Row approach almost. Like you I go, Row, you so. go anywhere on the spectrum in Saints Row with regards to gender. Yeah, which is cool. You never make a decision. There's no sort of yeah. like male sign, female sign, or anything. Like 
That's awesome. So yeah. I can be like a big bearded lady. You can make game. an entire team of big bearded ladies. Oh, I'm going to do And that. there's probably like 15 different skin tones. So you could just go one skin tone to the right all the way through. That's amazing. And it would just be the same giant bearded lady. That'd be no problem. <laughs> I love no it. No problem. Easy peasy. Oh, we're going to take over the MLB. <laughs> yeah, that'd be an <laughs> imposing fucking team. I know. Can you imagine? <laughs> we're like, oh, we are done. Yeah. We are like, I'm oh. out. Especially just like if they like, batter comes up giant bearded woman smashes a home run and you're like oh my god well at least okay not gonna see her for 11 11 more batters and okay then, no, that's right. just her she but a little lighter <laughs> to chewing tobacco spit from the batter's box like, <laughs> fuck same woman yep. kind of darker oh no <laughs> like yeah Most i have a friend who was like um on like the u.s women's uh softball team or junior softball she was just, like her and her sister both played like very high NCAA level. Yeah. high level high level softball and they were pitchers and they're identical twins oh wow and one of them was left-handed and the other one was right-handed oh my god why is that and they played on the same team all the way till, <laughs> till college isn't that diabolical that's amazing. like their dad just like it's just that's the way it happened and their dad their dad played baseball so he taught them like right. and yeah. they were like you know one state you know, yeah, I think they're yeah. like from Michigan or something like that. But just like six innings of pure strikeout baseball, like it's tired. Okay, bring in the righty. Oh, thank God. Oh, no, it's just the same girl. <laughs> like, oh, God. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it was like always just the most amazing thing. I really like, think you should make a team of just her. Like yeah, both of them. Just, like <laughs> yeah. The idea of like every everybody looking the same, though, and yeah. it just being the same. I, I like that a lot. I it's think I'm really going to do great. that. Because you can customize multiple teams. That's like totally fine. And then when you start a league, when you start a season, I think you can, all that stuff is incredibly deep. You can be, okay, yeah, give me, make it sure it's the custom, you know, whatever team versus like the default. And you can always switch back to the default if you want to. That's Um, amazing. Really deep. And like, just sort of like the guys who made this, the folks who made this, I should say, um, clearly played these type of games a lot, like 15 or 20 years ago, because it's incredible in terms of customizing. I'm like, yes, you can. Yes, you can do that. Yes, you can do that. And not feeling like you're like breaking the canonical version of the game or whatever is very user friendly, which I really like a lot. It feels like at no point did I feel like I was ruining my copy of the game by like customizing or cheesing up your game experience. It's like the whole point is to do that, right? Yeah. And the graphic design is all like, like all the, all the different custom, all the different teams that it ships with are, ridiculous and that's yeah it's really cool i recommend it yeah i really want to play this now. you should come play it just come I, over and play that it that would yeah. be fun yeah, we, we could have like a little it. like after school yeah hang out we can have some peanut butter and jelly and, and like <laughs> make some ants on a log <laughs> yeah that'd be fun yeah yeah we can yell at my mom from the other room mom no! <laughs> fly my mom out for this <laughs> mom just stand in the kitchen and just ask me things <laughs> You know, read a magazine or something. If you think about every time you were yelling at your mom in the other room, it was always just because she was like trying to like do something nice for you. Really She's like, true. "You want macaroni? No. Okay, <laughs> I just want to know if you wanted the food that I was going to make. And you just, all you had to do was chew. It's like, oh, I'll make it anyway and bring it to you. Yeah, here oh. you go. I just it's over You'll here. Okay, it. fine, whatever, mom. <laughs> well, you always Assholes. had to be that way in front of friends because you had to be cool in front of your friends. Yeah. Yeah, you oh. push your mom around in front of your friends. You know, like cool kid. Like cool kid. You should play the uncle that works at Nintendo, the Twine game, for a good example of <gasps> things that your mom does in the other room. And did that you bring you this do up on friends. the podcast before? Very briefly. I have an uncle who works at Nintendo. No, is this called uh, the uncle who works at Nintendo? The uncle yeah. who works at Nintendo. Yes. I mean, we've everyone has yeah. a friend who had an uncle who worked at Nintendo. Yeah, of course. That's Nintendo is employed only on. by uncles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only uncles all the time. <laughs> Cool. Neither rich or cool uncle was a Nintendo employee, to my knowledge. Ever? No. Hmm. What? But it's okay. My friend's uncle was. That's the third painting. That's, you'll notice that's not framed <laughs> in our office because my friend's uncle who works at Nintendo doesn't exist. Um, right. Right. <laughs> Naturally. But, well, speaking of Nintendo. Wait, I, what? what is this game? Oh, really okay. Really quick. Really All quick. Right. Very, very briefly. This is a game. It's a horror twine game with some other sort of HTML elements in it, some sound and some... Okay. stuff uh that sort of riffs on the idea you are a kid you're going to a sleepover with your friend and her uncle or his uncle i guess you can choose uh works at nintendo and so that's sort of the premise and then things get really and then it turns into a horror there, game and it turns into a horror game oh, that's enough say no it's more amazing. <laughs> we're done play it <laughs> enjoy it love it eat it up it's quite good but what? there's an aspect of 
the things your parents do in the other room. It's not oh, right, sexual. Right. That probably sounded a little suggestive, but no, it's, your parents there's do. an element of that in it, and it's pretty great. Cool. Yeah, you should play it. I will. And I was going to segue into Nintendo since I played the new 3DS XL and Majora's Mask. 3DS? Uh. Oh, the, the new 3DS XL hardware. Yes. No, no, no. This is Microsoft XL for the 3DS. Right, it's, <laughs> it's the new Windows 10 thing where it works everywhere, including... Including uh, on in, Nintendo. Including yeah. like the 320 by 200 3DS Spreadsheets on the go. It's got the stylus. <laughs> in 3D. <laughs> the stylus doesn't work in 3D, but you can you can navigate the um, your data, and then a 3D pie chart shows up, which can spin. <laughs> well, in, in Microsoft 10's new 3DS Excel, you don't. There's no physical hardware. You just you're just playing on a hologram. What? It's, it's a hologram 3DS, obviously. Oh, yeah, like, just reading all the button inputs. Yeah, it's like the Minority Report. Connect. Seems bad. <laughs> connect 10.0. So what is the? <laughs> how what how is? Start with the hardware. Okay, it's it's fine. Like it's it's a better version of exactly you know the same thing. So, there's an extra button. There's a C stick. I that, thought there already was a 3ds XL. This there is, is the new this 3ds is the XL. New is there a version. new 3ds oh non XL that is not available in America? Is that correct, or did I make that up from here? Just from filling in the gaps heard, on Twitter complaints. Yeah, I think what you've heard is that there are no. They're not making or doing a new version of the regular 3ds. Yeah, but the 3ds XL. The one that's out right now and not the new 3DS XL will still be sold. Okay. But the regular 3DS, which is what I have and prefer, actually, because I like the smaller size for a handheld because otherwise it hurts my wrists a little bit mm-hmm. to play the XL. Um, but I think that's what you've heard. Mm. So well. the new one is better. It, it It's much sharper. The 3D does work better. It kind of tracks your eyes. So if you're moving the system It doesn't itself, go out of focus as it much. It doesn't go crazy out of focus. And it's got yeah. a C-stick. And there's a C-stick. So, you know, the X, Y, and A, B buttons are just up and to the left of that. There's a C-stick button. It's kind of like a little nub. So and it is, it a, is it actually control. a full second analog stick then? No, no, not quite. It's more of a little nub. Because why is it like, end up with two analog sticks yeah. on it? Is it like the ThinkPad nub? Uh, kind of, yeah, the, the yeah, nub yeah. In the middle it's, of a laptop? It's a lot like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. ThinkPad nub. Think, think that, man. Yeah. Mm. Have you played Majora's Mask before playing the new Majora's Mask? Oh, yes. Okay, because I've never... Okay, I played it for like a couple hours and okay. I, I rolled through like a day and a half of the rotating clock and was uh-huh. just like, I don't get it. I was oh. like... And now I'm... <laughs> I'm 14, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't the same Zelda that I've played a million times. What is... Um, yeah. But now, now that there's... A, <laughs> just you being upset. Go to the arcade to play Time Crisis. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I totally didn't get it. Sure. And, but now that there's a 3DS version of it, I will actually I'll be playing it. I think. I think it's my mission in life to get you to play this game. That's but, really but it's easy. really easy because you just said you're gonna play it. <laughs> wow. so. Mission accomplished. Wow, you can die now. Look at me. I for thirty four ninety nine. Your life goal. <laughs> you can pack my it in. Life is all done. I, it's my favorite 3D Zelda next to Wind Waker. I kind of go back and forth on them because one is this. Well, Majora's Mask. For those who don't know, it was a 3D Zelda game. It came out in 2000. It was the sequel to Ocarina of Time. Yeah, right? it was yeah, N64. Exactly. It was an yep. N64 game, and it's really weird because it really does a lot of things with Zelda's structure. You're playing these three days over and over and over again. It's this sort of Groundhog Day premise. Um, or a giant moon crashes into the giant, earth. Yeah, there's an apocalypse that happens on the third day every day. So you need to sort of go back in time and try to fix more things and go back in time and try to fix more things. And you make progress as this is happening, certainly. Like you can save all your money by putting it in a bank. If you beat a boss in a dungeon, you get the boss's mask and you're able to just go back at any time and that gives you progress. And every mask you get, uh, you get to keep. Uh, and masks sort of give you powers. That's so how you keep powers them through, are time, done. through time loops. Exactly, you, mean? Yeah. you yeah. keep that through time loops. So you're certainly making progress. Although I think people got really frustrated with the whole idea of like, oh, I have to go back in time. I, I've lost certain things. Um, what is cool about Majora's Mask is that it is centered. There's only four proper dungeons, but there's a lot of sort of sub dungeons in the game, and there's a lot more interaction in the world itself and sort of the lands that surround the dungeons, which I really liked about this game, and that's probably where it really structurally changes things the most outside of that whole three-day repeating loop. Uh, so it's a Zelda game that really does play with structure, and it's really pretty and really weird and really melancholy mm-hmm. in tone. It is the, one of the weirder ones. Yeah. It just sort of has that, especially when you're a kid, I wonder if this carries over for new, like you haven't really played it, but I wonder if it carries over that same sort of like things that were 
there's no better word. I mean, there are many, many better words to describe them, but things that were weird, like media that was weird when you were a young teen. Like mm-hmm. Henson movies? Or like, like Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It just sort of like sat with you and like never left. Like, yes. I still yeah, feel what it like feels. What, and just yeah. left the, like the memory foam imprint in your brain. Yeah. And it's and Major- still just laying there. Majora's yeah. <laughs> Mask does, does that. And I think you were really primed for that. Imprint. moon, right? You're impr- yes. Yeah, you're primed for that because you had played Ocarina of Time, which just felt like canonical Zelda. You yes. know what I mean? It just felt like everything in here, is, this is the style guide for what a Zelda game is. And the Majora's Mask showed up with a funky moon and a weird boy mask. And also it's a crazy neon colors. I feel and, weird. Yeah. I feel weird. Yeah. yeah, well, the really cool thing about that, and I think this has to do with it, is that a lot of the assets are actually recycled from Ocarina. And like, yeah, yeah, right. Like almost like the sets feel that way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But they're sort of remixed in really strange ways. So, okay, so the Gerudo girls in Ocarina of Time, they're these like you know, desert ladies, fighting ladies. And in Majora's Mask, they're pirates <laughs> in this weird offshore, you know, smuggler's cove kind of thing. And right. it just feels like every single asset and every single character has been repurposed in a completely weird, weirdly contextualized it, way. It makes it feel like a dream. Great. It makes it exactly. feel like a strange It's funny because Wind Waker yeah. also does that a little bit. Like, it does, yeah. But it, when Wind Waker does it because it's like, this is hundreds of years later and the world has changed. Right. So that's it's different than just... Weird dreams, weird bizarre. dream state of Majora's Mask. But. Yeah, it would yeah. be like it's like almost like recasting, like making a new movie with the same cast of a previous movie or something, you know, and, and like, re- repurposing all the sets, yeah, but in different weird. Yeah, I always really ways. like that stuff. Um, yeah, me too. I think Majora's Mask is like in that sense, in terms of like looking at it at when it came out and in the game in up against Ocarina of Time is like a really like important stylish like marquee video game you know i like, think so. it's like like i don't know why there isn't more things like it <laughs> you know especially because people yeah. like me exist apparently who play it for like two hours and go oh and then- yeah i don't know if it did particularly <laughs> well when it came out i don't know if it yeah i don't know the numbers on it it's one of those games where people either did what i did or never played it or just like this is the true good zelda yeah. game <laughs> didn't it come out in like 1998 well, Ocarina of Time was 98, and I think this was two oh, really? years later. I think this was right before. The yeah, GameCube? I'm pretty sure this is 2000, like the year before the GameCube. The GameCube came out in 2000. Yeah, and this yeah. was um, this was like the big holiday game, the last big sort of N64 okay. holiday game, I think. Yeah, it was N64 and 2000. Okay, perfect, yeah. And um, then GameCube was 2001, right? Yep. Yeah, that yeah. was sort of the next fall. So Okay. Yeah, it was It was kind of a Crazy last hurrah. in the same year, we're going to get Grim Fandango and Majora's Mask. I know. <laughs> I know. Excited about both of them. Actually, Majora's Mask comes out on my birthday, which is nice. very exciting. When's your birthday? February thirteenth. February thirteenth. Oh, you've been playing a sneaky copy of it because you're right for websites. Yeah, Cute. True. Man, <sighs> speaking of Grim Fandango, there's not much to say, obviously, but like the PlayStation, like the PlayStation Store front end, it's like they're into this game. Like they're promoting the crap out of this game. There's like full bleed, like like store promotion for it. It's I am really so hyped for Grim Fandango. Are you gonna buy a PS4? Oh man, I think I'm just gonna get it on. I was thought I was gonna say Steam. Well, the pre-order I think right now is only on GOG. Oh, but I think that when the game's available, it'll be on on Steam. I don't think I'm gonna get a PS4 for it. You just put like, it on, the P- on the Office PS4. Yeah, but I just play it on Steam. It's fine. But like, it's so simple. But like, we talked about this when they first announced it. We're like, what are they gonna do? What what, rem- s- what remastering process are they gonna do? And they did almost nothing. But it's it looks like it's just the most tasteful remastering of that game like the characters are just a little higher poly their textures are a little cleaner and then they have a really 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 nice real-time shading engine going on so that like if the because the the game the backgrounds are all pre-rendered because it's like resident evil or something like it's Mm -hmm. it's it's literally the same as resident evil actually where it's (laughs) pre-rendered backgrounds and tank controls but um so the shadows are all pre-rendered so if the sun comes in and and it's a little bit out of focus the the shadows sort of scatter the farther they get into the room and the real-time shadows just blend, like, perfectly with that as you walk a character around. It looks so much more film noir than it did before. Like, the the blinds of Manny's office catch, uh, cast across uh, Meche's face. And, like, when he walks past windows uh, in his office building, you see his shadow up against the wall and stuff. Like, it's just, like, it's the only extra thing that you need. It's so good. That's and there's awesome. point-and-click controls. And I heard, like, three seconds of the live orchestral version of the score because Peter McConnell came in and did arrangements of all the midi files and they had a real symphony play it it sounds so good 
I hope that it actually controls well and is accessible on a PlayStation 4 because I think it like it feels like they did just the correct things mm-hmm. to sort of escalate the slightly stodgy parts of it without actually affecting it as a work, and I really like that a lot. We should stream it. We should, man. We I know how to. Have Great you ever idea. played Grand Fandango? You played. You played. I have. I played. I got through the forest, and then I never finished it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. Whatever. You didn't get to hear <laughs> too. The good stuff. Whatever. Yeah. Um, we should stream it because you know how to go through everything, and I, it will be less. It'd be fun. I would totally play That'd through be Grand Fandango. Bo- this is. How do you feel about streaming that? Like, because it's morally. an adventure game. Because it's a story game. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, I mean, it has been out for. I guess if we're talking over it and stuff. Yeah. Also, it's been out since nineteen ninety-eight. So it's either it's either spoiled or it's not. Yeah. But I don't know. I think there are some people who are going to sit through the entire stream of a game like that and never buy the game. There are some people who are going to watch enough of the stream and go, oh, "I'm out. I gotta go, and I gotta play it for myself." And there are some people who are just never going to care one way or the other. So, like, just whatever, just stream it. Do you guys want to take a break? Yes. Sure. Cool. Video games. We would like to thank our fine friends at Squarespace for helping us bring you this podcast. Squarespace is a web development platform where you can make uh, a really clean looking website. You can register a URL there. And now with Squarespace 7, they have Google Apps integration. They have Getty Images integration. And it's really, really easy to make a professional website. And I can attest to this because I made my dad a Squarespace website for his accounting practice, vanimancpa.com, uh, yes. using Squarespace and nothing else. And like photos that I were on my iPhone from a recent trip to Wyoming. And I'm really happy with the way it turned out. It was really easy. I used this one of their basic templates. My dad is stoked um, attaching like a email address or any sort of database to their contact form is really easy. So if you're like, oh, you have like a business where people need to like you, you want to people to solicit your services. It's great because the contact form sends like directly to a MailChimp database to an Excel spreadsheet with Google apps or straight to email. It's really easy to integrate this stuff. I made it way quicker than I thought it was going to take, and I'm really happy with the way it turns out. And it looks great on mobile. My dad is really stoked. So you can build your own website with Squarespace and get 10% off your first purchase with the promo code THUMBS. That's squarespace.com and the promo code THUMBS. So thanks, Squarespace. And we'd also like to thank a new sponsor, it's uh, Harry's at harrys.com. They offer shaving supplies for your face. Uh, really well-priced razor blades and shaving equipment that is of a super high quality and much cheaper than what you're going to be able to find at the, uh, at the Walgreens or wherever you buy your shaving stuff. So Harry's is offering a discount to Thumbs Readers, which is $5 off. Uh, your first purchase they do free shipping and you can get a shaving kit uh it comes with a handle a really nicely weighted handle of the color of your choosing three blades and your choice of either shaving cream or shaving foam and a little case for the blade for 15 dollars. but you'll get five bucks off so it's 10 bucks out the door and free shipping and uh my dad also received <laughs> Harry's razors for Christmas because uh, they had reached out to us and my mom thought it was a great gift and it was and he is over the moon. My dad is, well, I already said he was a CPA because it was <laughs> he's very miserly and does not like spending a bazillion dollars on razor blades. He has a mustache, clean shave and shaves every single day and loves his Harry's razor and loves that he can just go to harrys.com and reorder his uh his blades it's worth pointing out that you said these are for your face they're for wherever you want we're not going to judge that's a really good point you just shave anything any any hair yeah 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 any 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 hair on any creature and i will say i have used the i've used the (laughs) harry's razor and i would feel comfortable shaving anywhere with it excellent it's very smooth okay excellent i would if i was going to like so Man, woman, child, beast, you should all know that Harry's.com is a wonderful place to get razor blades, and you can get $5 off with a coupon code THUMBS. Thanks, Harry's, and thank you, Jake. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S, by the way. Exactly right. H-A-R-R-Y-S, by the way. Thanks, Sean's dad, for sampling all of our wares this week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
shaving while scrolling through his beautiful <laughs> Squarespace <laughs> website. This is great. Video games. We're back. Sweet. That's pretty cool. Okay, speak about ghosts. All right. I played this game <laughs> called Gravity Ghost. <laughs> and How did you know? It was ghostly. Gravity Ghost? Gravity Ghost. Yes. That's funny because I thought ghosts had no gravity. Well, this They are apparitions. This ghost is just very grave. <laughs> That's not meant to be oh like a pun about God. ghosts. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's not what I meant. I meant he's serious. He's like stoic. You chose of all the words. <laughs> well, the mean, one, okay, gravity. I get it. Yes, like it has like, like this ghost. This is a, gravitas. It has gravitas. Yeah, there. That's better. Gravitas ghost. Yeah, it's a different ghost. Gravitas ghost. So what's this ghost? This is a delightful game, and it actually is delightful. It's not grave at all, or has much gravitas. It's actually a very colorful, trippy puzzle platformer. Uh, that's what you love. So, well, not really so much platformer. I guess maybe more of a physics-based puzzle game, where you play as a ghost girl, a very colorful little ghost girl. And is this game like does, a three D space, two D space? Totally two D. Okay, it's like um, side scrolling. Yeah, basically side scrolling. Although, well, it, usually you kind of have one field, like one screen. Oh, okay. And it kind of moves around a little bit, but it's not exactly a side scroller. Yeah, two D physics based puzzle game where you sort of fly in space and you orbit little planets and you have the ability to sort of launch yourself off of little planets, little planetoids, uh, in order to collect stars and rescue animal spirits and uh, join animal spirits with their bodies so they can be in the afterlife. Everything about this game that you've described sounds like somebody (laughs) pilfered a box of, like, games i wish existed suggestions that you filled <laughs> out of. it was just like checking boxes of like mm, yeah. yes animal spirits of course yes, yes night puzzles yes ghosts? <laughs> yeah, definitely ghost girl so yes. how does that like do you get momentum and then do, do something that like how do you get the momentum to leave a, a planet that you're spinning around so the gravity is different for every kind of little planet but in general uh you have really long ghost hair i know this sounds no. Kind of wacky, but this is how it works. <clears throat> you launch yourself off of a planet, and it's pretty easy. You can pretty much launch yourself off of anything and, and get a little sort of, you know... An orbit? Like orbit? Orbit, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Going. Uh, but your hair is really long, and it leaves a long trail, and that also affects your orbit and sort of how far you can go. So if you have a lot of hair... You can go really far and you can make all sorts of bizarre twists, sort of... You can course correct in the middle of an orbit, especially if your hair okay. is very long. So you can kind of zigzag around and sort of plot your course So you can use your hair to sort planet. of bend you. You do, okay. exactly. Yeah, so it's a little bit Mario Galaxy in that mm-hmm. way, the way gravity changes for different planets mm-hmm. and the way you're sort of moving yourself around. Uh, it's also a little bit... I don't know if you played Osmos, the sort of puzzle game i only played a minute of osmos but i remember the, the i know Chris, i know chris chris was all over yeah, osmos chris yeah loved osmos um and he got me into it uh and i used to play osmos like before bed because it was this really relaxing very chill sort of physics-based game where you're again you were using gravity and just sort of moving little planetoids and little cells around this is a lot like that only way trippier and with this story about a ghost girl and animal spirits and things like that. Is it that. a PC thing? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. On Steam. Yeah, it's on Steam. It's coming out in on the 26th, I think. So it's actually, it's just before its official release right now. The music is by Ben Prunty. Prunty? He made the FTL soundtrack. Okay. Oh, cool. Oh, uh, so it's fantastic um, music. I love the FTL soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And the Gravity Ghost soundtrack is also like amazing. Just ambient and chill and, and kind of happy and uplifting. Uh, and the visuals are really, really kind of something special. So then it's, it is more sort of board-based than, like, scrolling level-based. Exactly. And then once you you just win by clearing all animals, like, reuniting all of them, or is there a timer? Like, how does it, what, what is yeah, the metric no of Yeah, there's no timer, success? and there's no dying either. Okay. Uh, if you screw up, you just end up near wherever the nearest planet is. Okay. Uh, kind of. So it's actually really sort of relaxing to play this game. It's very... And with the visuals and the music being very happy and chill and relaxing, mm-hmm. it's it's really quite nice. Uh, even even though it does certainly get challenging to kind of do it right. And I'm at the point in the game, I've played, actually played it on our Twitch stream a little bit last night. Uh, I played maybe an hour and a half or so of the game, and I was just sort of starting to get into uh, the areas where you start having powers. You have different sort of abilities to do different things on different planets. There are 
water planets, there are air planets, there are sort of different elemental planets that you can change depending on sort of what you, um, whether you change your ability set while you're on that planet or not. Okay. So it's almost like you have little costume changes. Like, I'm going to be the the water ghost now, and you can actually turn a planet, you can terraform a planet into a body of water, and that will affect sort of how you can slingshot yourself off of that and slow yourself down in a body of water and then do whatever else you're trying to do. All right. So I know this is super no, that, uh, that cool. <laughs> abstract sounding, but uh, it's, it's really, really fun, uh, really, really pretty, and this is sort of a game that, like you were saying, like sounds like somebody just took a whole bunch of ideas that sound really great. There are a lot of ideas that I really love. Like mm-hmm. I really love games of this nature that are sort of oh, Sean mentioned it was on the Riendo still... checklist. Yes, not just exactly. A checklist. Yeah, this was, isn't just yeah. This is not mine. a generic checklist. This is a yeah, <laughs> very Riendo specific. Yeah, yeah. you um, were the gravity ghost all along. Yeah, it's really stirring me. Actually, I don't know if I mentioned that. Weird. Collosion. <laughs> classic, uh. classic case. <laughs> yeah, it really to is. To the point where developers are naming their protagonists after known reviewers. Oh, trying to get scores. Gravity Ghost. <laughs> named <laughs> after famous GamePro reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> Firewatch protagonist Ben Cachero goes out into the wilderness <laughs> to discover. <laughs> hmm. Oh, that sounds amazing. Well, this is by Ivy Games, and it's good, and you should play it. Sweet. Yes. Cool. You want to talk, Sean, about how you were cheating in CSGO? Oh, not you. Everyone else. No, I don't know. I'm not sophisticated <laughs> enough to cheat. You know what's... So, do you know about this this shit? Mm-mm. I've been playing a lot of CSGO. But um, do you remember when we talked about uh, that pro match that Evan Lottie broke down? Of, yes. like, the guy who is, like, just just a transcendent CSGO player? Yes. Like, he was using... It looked almost as if he was using wall hacks. But he's just that good. No, he was using wall hacks. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, the pro scene of CSGO has just been... I think it's fair to say now rife, as far as I can tell in my preliminary. It's been it's around. been rocked with scandal enough times that it is rife. It is right, yeah, rocked to the point of rife with <laughs> cheating scandals, and it's funny. Like Jake and I, I don't know if we were talking about this on the podcast, but like I was talking about, how I'm really into pro Dota, and I'm into pro Dota as a fan differently than I'm into playing Dota. The same way that like I'm into the NBA. But like, I will also play pickup basketball in the park, and I didn't those two. But I'm into them for different reasons. Sure. Like when I'm playing basketball in the park, I'm not thinking about like the NBA. I think the one thing that <laughs> yeah. the one place that that reflects a little bit is that playing a little bit of shitty pickup basketball means that when you watch people play amazing basketball, you appreciate it. You appreciate yeah. the the the, the distance that right. they have traveled <laughs> right. from you. Like you forget that like dunking a basketball is an act of superhuman yeah. skill. Yes. Like, cause it's nothing. And right. But otherwise, yeah, there's, they're yeah. just separate things in your brain. Yeah. It's always fun to like wander into a park and like stand underneath a basketball hoop and like think about jumping up and grabbing it and <laughs> going like, Oh, um, yeah, that's correct. Jake. Um, but I never really felt that way about pro CSGO, And now I'm, definitely never going to give a fuck about it ever for as long as i live and i know that sounds intense but i think that's not uncommon like mm-hmm. i was thinking about cheating in sports in general and uh, this scandal is bonkers basically it was a match fixing scandal um in a recent tournament where one of the players in this in the match created nine online smurf accounts at like cs lounge which is a betting website and won like 1200 bucks per account which is not an is like not a non-substantial yeah. amount of money you know it's like five figures you know yeah. whatever whatever 1100 or 1200 times nine is now i'm doing the math it's ten thousand eight hundred dollars um uh and reading about it it's just sort of like, I'm sure there'll be repercussions, and I'm sure that guy's not going to play again. But if if it's this easy to cheat in this game, and a lot of the a lot of the online servers in, in the pub pub matches, I play casual, so I don't really experience sure. this stuff, but are also rife with cheating. Like, your sport is basically dead. And I guess there was never really... I don't know... See, I don't know what they wanted out of CSGO as a pro sport, but you're never going to get a real audience. Like, period. Yeah. There's just no way. I don't think there's a way to really come back from the early days of your sport being rife with a bunch of like childish cheaters. Yeah, and then people ex- and expecting anybody well, to ever take it seriously. Counter Strike has always been full of childish cheaters, like wall hacks and all, and aimbots and all right. that stuff. I first heard about that the most in like the original like Gold Source 
days of yeah. like CS 1.x. But I had thought that with CS Go, with them putting an economy around it and stuff, that they'd sort of thought maybe we can reset this and keep it a little bit more sane. But yeah, it seems like it's just the culture of Counter Strike. But it right. is. It is just the culture of Counter Strike. But you're right though, because right. then anyone who's interested in it, it is like like you were saying, just if any in any professional sport, if if a big cheating scandal happens, then there are so many people in the world. If you try to get them into it, it'll be like, oh, they cheat, right? Yeah. And that's it. Just there was a big off. issue with this of the NBA in the late '90s and early 2000s. Where um, in the playoffs, this is like during the Michael Jordan era, you know, um, so NBA, they, Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, early Kobe Bryant days. So like mm. um, where people thought the refs were being like mob influenced to call fouls and things like this and change playoff games. And it turns out there was a scandal where a referee had been paid to like make a bunch of calls and it rocked the NBA. The guy was banished for life. There was like a federal investigation into the NBA. It was like a real deal. And I think with physical sports, especially like established like the NBA, NFL, um, and Major League Baseball, there is a sense, and it's probably has something to do with the fact that our government's run by a bunch of old white men who love this shit, that those things are representative of our society in such a way that when scandal happens, there's like a sacred and there's a there's a sanctity of those sports that then must be rooted out. Like Pete Rose bet on baseball and has never got kicked out of the baseball and will never be in the hall of fame, even though he's one of the greatest baseball players of all time. And he didn't even bet on his own team. Yeah. Like, he's bet on other baseball games. He never bet on, he never bet on the reds and he never bet against his own team. Certainly. Like it is just like zero tolerance. You, you are dead to us. Yeah. And I think that's because you like, those sports as uh, as leagues as billion dollar businesses understand that even just the, it's a poison pill like just one thought. little drop of that will just people will disappear so there's zero chance of csgo ever being like a substantial like real because yeah like evan, in my, it's, it's in funny because we actually got the mini version of that arc because when evan put that video up that was of that amazing high level play we were like oh shit maybe there is something to this and we all jumped on csgo and now it's like no. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like I, I actually worry for Dota, and I think a, a lot of it is when's Dota going to have its first big cheating scandal? Yeah, and there's been like little stuff. Literally, people have been like, people have been like, had things levied at them, but there's not been a big, a big scandal in in pro Dota. No one's like, no one threw the international and cashed out. So I'm like, how do you, no, but how like, do you throw the international and cash out? I mean, yeah. you can do lots of shit though. I mean, yeah. you can like if you're if you're if you're there to throw, like little there's so much going on just like oh my blink dagger didn't go off or like oh my alt didn't go off and we lost that team fight and we lost like there's easy ways to throw because i throw accidentally all the fucking time <laughs> you know um yeah and it's scary when you think that like there's a pretty good chance that there will be 10 million dollars up for stake at ti5 right you know like somebody i think uh i saw like an internet comment on that on the pc gamer article about the csgo scandal it's like well whenever you get money involved there's always going to be cheating there's always going to be shit like this there's always going to be corruption which i totally disagree with because like you you make a lot more money winning the u.s open you know than you do winning a like than you do winning a a, a counter-strike tournament and it's just about these like governing bodies like there's going to have to be a governing body if these sports are going to be real I think that's where we're getting to the point where, especially things like League, and like League has Riot, which is going like the company that is always going to like oversee that game. We talked about this on Dota today last week, where it's like Valve is not an overseer in that sense. They're not going to control mm. a league. They're not going to like yeah, they oversee the international, but they don't seem to give a fuck about anything else that's going on, right? Mm. No, in terms of other tournaments, I mean they uh, they keep the game bug free and they balance the game and they man like you know it's like. <clears throat> they're like the equipment manufacturer or yeah, something. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, they're like maintenance and not Yeah, I don't know. Covering. So that's probably a bad a bad way to compare them, but <laughs> I don't know. It's it's also because like these a lot of these tournaments are run by like guys in their 20s. You know, the people on these teams, if you're like Fear is the oldest Dota player right now. He's 26. <laughs> you know, like maybe he's 27. But he's that's he's the oldest and he's like old man Fear. You know, there's a kid on EG now named Samael who's 15. Oh, God. You know, like, yeah. right. And the tournament's being run by their peers. Like, I, I hate to chalk it up to age, but there's sort of a sense of, like, there's a maturity and sort of, like, 
structure to these things that well, if you are, are if in you, place in physical sports for a reason, not just because they're run by old, old stodgy well, it's also, idiots. The institution itself has observed and passed through getting burned enough times that it's not going to get burned as heavy anymore. Right. Whereas like if you're just a kid and you're operating in a six or seven figure, like professional prize operation, you probably haven't been burned that many times. <laughs> right. And even then you don't really have a concept for, what it all means you know yeah. you don't have a i don't think there's a, you don't have a perspective yeah the dota scene is really weird right now there's just like a lot of pros leaving like some pro, like one of the most well-known pros is leaving and under like like a lot of interpersonal drama it's funny because again it feels like like pro sports like physical sports don't feel like gossipy even though there's lots of rumor and speculation like pros are over there the media is over here and there's not a lot of like there's a pretty big chasm in between but like in esports and this sort of like new era of sports and i guess you could say there's physical sports these guys are just like fucking on twitter and on forums and like airing their dirty laundry and like retiring in the middle of the day on yeah. you know on their like streams you know and like you can watch you can look into most of these guys lives because they're streaming on twitch mostly right you know you, you're not <laughs> yeah. watching just like a practice yeah a practice yeah. game where someone's like fuck it, I'm out. And it's like, you can't even be out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's very strange, but, um, yeah. it's, I don't know. I, I, I wonder if, I think that might be the, the biggest hurdle. People talk about like, Oh, what are the hurdle for esports becoming like really popular? And I don't think it's the fact that they're being played on computers. And I don't think it's the fact that like, it's a cultural, it's culturally challenging for people to think about them as real versus physical sports. I actually think it's going to be like, can the maturity of these like institutions in, institutionalized like, professionalism yeah and, yeah, yeah. into institutionalized professionalism where it makes you have faith that this everything's on the up and that the people you're rooting for are worth rooting for and just that it's going to be around for a minute that it's yeah. not just going to fall into a hole god what if what if oh what if pro dota is like pogs i'll be so bummed what if it's like the xfl god if in 10 years you guys are like remember when you were into pogs like to me <laughs> if, pro, if pro dota is like the xfl that's fine, fine cuz that means it'll show up in a bad arnold schwarzenegger movie <laughs> <laughs> we have to be close to that right we have to be close that. To like the net two where the final chase sequence uh takes yeah. like where there's a sniper at the international. <laughs> like nobody saw Black Hat. That movie made like four million dollars this weekend, oh, but God. maybe like <laughs> maybe there's a chase scene there through is. through an there's MLG like, Starcraft tournament yeah. in Seoul, <laughs> Korea. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> anyway, that's my that's my old man rant about pro sports. I, See, Chris isn't here to stop me. No, <laughs> I have a thrilling conclusion it, at BlizzCon. I find it very interesting. I, I keep thinking about the NFL when you're talking, though. Um, oh, yeah. About League of interpersonal, interpersonal drama and, well, we're not cheating so much, but it's it's like obviously an open secret that a lot of NFL players are on steroids. Like, that's Yeah, well, it's not so much steroids. It's like it's human growth hormone, which they don't even yeah. test for. The, um, the, yeah. the NFL has all sorts of stuff, especially in recent years worst. that are like trust eroding stuff though it yeah. is like people like yeah. there's a lot of people in just the just brain damage stuff the steroid stuff yeah it's just, have, the domestic abuse yeah domestic, domestic abuse, abuse yeah the punishment sure. of players for anything that's like should be punished like domestic abuse chief among them yeah like uh brain like long-term brain injury uh hgh like and there's just like I don't know. You, I, I wrote that big article yeah, at the beginning of the year about how I was done watching the NFL. It's, it's, it's mm, the same yeah. sort of thing, though, where it's like if the organization itself doesn't own up to that stuff and correct with extreme prejudice, it eventually just like that crack doesn't fix itself. It just slowly gets bigger. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing that's scary about the NFL is that American culture, uh, like broad American culture, is so um, tied up in the NFL in how um, like – capital a america identifies sure. that like poisonous elements of the national football league as opposed to being like like be being exp like continue to like to get worse and to be exposed this seems like they actually have sort of a like transference effect on our society as like our like what we'll put up with what we'll say is okay like what will just sort of like you know what i mean and i think that's yeah. actually more insidious like that's I the actual thing. Right. That it's like me. what's good for the NFL is good for America. Sort, sort of. of. It's just sort bit. of like yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like what does it say about like? Unfortunately, the NFL is so big now that like the Ray Rice scandal actually is a bigger, bigger indictment of American culture than it is NFL fandom, and that's fucked. That's really shitty. Do you think yeah. that that maps to StarCraft culture in South Korea? 
<laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I don't know. I imagine not. I don't know how big Star. I mean, I know StarCraft is huge in South Korea. I don't know. I don't think that's. I don't think that's. I don't case. know if it's NFL <laughs> linebacker sized as it is. Yeah. Imagine if America, like, if Counter Strike had somehow taken the place of the NFL, what a shitty country we'd be in right now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a. That's like a Black Mirror episode. It really <laughs> is. It's like a stupid near future thing where America's favorite sport is a stupid, sim- like a low poly simulator where counter terrorists and terrorists fight over and over again in three minute bouts. <laughs> Terrorists win. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> it's like wrestling where there's the bad guy characters. Oh, uh, oh the heels. Fucking yeah. Black Mirror. When you were talking I have about, been watching it obsessively, and I can't watch more than an episode or two. When you were talking about that, uh, the Microsoft um, AR slash VR <sighs> headset, it just reminded me of episode three of season one of Black Mirror, where you have like a camera built into your eye, basically, and it records uh, your yeah, it records yeah, you can have it record your experiences and catalog them like an iPhone. That is one of the most well done pieces of science fiction I've seen in so long. It's really did you good. see that episode? I haven't seen I haven't seen past episode okay, one. Yet. Well, that's it then. Episode three, just you can skip two if you want to, man. Just, you have to watch episode three. Don't of season don't one. skip two. I think episode three of okay. season one is one of the best pieces. Whatever you're just saying, let's just say watch Black Mirror. Yes, it's on Netflix. Watch Black Mirror. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll uh, leave you with this thought: Watch Black Mirror. Should I run through the Chris spiel? The Chris spiel, yeah, yeah. Give thanks for sh- listening. Uh, if you like us, please tell a friend. Please rate us on iTunes. It helps a lot. Rating us on iTunes really helps, especially if a bunch of you do it all at once. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, you can follow us on Twitter at Idle Thumbs. Our podcast is available at idlethumbs.net slash idlethumbs. We are on Twitch. Danielle streams pretty often, including check out the Gravity Ghost stream to ch- see what that game is. It's twitch.tv slash idlethumbs. Um, and... You know, you were talking about Dota today. If that esports stuff sounded interesting to you and you want to hear more, you should go to dotatoday.net. And the most recent episode is talking a lot about the current state of the Dota scene and sort of the pro scene, yep. and the pro scene in general. Yep. We so. have the caster, his name is Cinderin on, and he's really, really, really fascinating. So, nice. Yep. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Yay. Chris will be here. <laughs> uh, I'm never driving. Again. That was the one that had cheese in it that one time. Oh my god! What? Oh god! So we. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>